BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Basketball's favorite month is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for the watch party delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a deep bench delivered, but you can get a deep dish pizza delivered, along with wings to share. A layup? No can do. But a lager? Yes can do. Buzzer beater? No. But Brussels sprouts? Uber Eats can get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Check out all the best game day deals in our app and order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Their specialized recruiting professionals engage with their proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, they know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, we'll take calls from Florida in particular uh, about the storm that is pounding the uh, western part of the state, and it's as bad as they said it would be. I mean, I have images that people, friends of mine, have been sending from Fort Myers in the Tampa area, et cetera, et cetera. It's, um, it's not good, uh, so we're going to watch all of it. Joe Bastardi at the bottom of this half hour. Um, we're going to be joined in a second by Rand Paul. What I didn't know, he's bringing along a special guest, Riley Gaines, competitive sw- swimmer from the University of Kentucky, who was forced to compete against Leah Thomas, the, who was the biological male. Um, and anyway, uh, here's the latest ad from Rand Paul on this very issue. I trained from an early age, giving it my all to achieve my dream. And I accomplished it, becoming a 12-time All-American swimmer at the University of Kentucky. But for girls across America, that dream is being taken away by men competing in women's sports. Sadly, few stood up for me. But Rand Paul is not afraid to fight for fairness for women and girls, and that's why I'm supporting him. I'm Rand Paul, and I approve this message because I'll always fight for fairness. You know, just think back about this. Should biological males be allowed to compete in women's sports? You know, Title IX was designed to create a a level playing field for female athletes. In other words, schools would offer all these scholarships uh, to, to the men on football teams, basketball teams, and women's sports was pretty much ignored until Title IX. Anyway, so Dr. Senator uh, Rand Paul of Kentucky is with us with Riley Gaines, who did compete against Leah Thomas. Senator, welcome back. Always great to have you. And by the way, Senator, uh, 
Paul is up for re-election in the great state of Kentucky. We know he'll win, but we take nothing for granted. You need to get out and vote. And also with us is Riley Gaines. Riley, how are you? Thank you for being with us. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Now, you take way a, a much bigger priority than Senator Paul, who I've known forever. Um, tell us your ad. We just played the ad. Tell us what your experience and, and then your thoughts on this. Right. Um, so my experience is clearly I raced Leah Thomas. Um, I watched Leah Thomas win a national title in the 500-yard freestyle. And we tied that next day in the 200-yard freestyle. Um, and given the trophy incident where, upon us tying, they gave the trophy to Leah for photo purposes and sent me home with no trophy, um, I decided that I was tired of waiting for a coach or someone within the NCAA governing body or someone with some sort of power to make a change to stand up for us. Um, as a female athlete, if we weren't willing to stick up for ourselves, we can't expect others to. And so um, feeling totally unequipped, I took it upon myself to speak out as this is something I find to be insanity. You know, I, I read the article that you penned, and it was on foxnews.com. I'm an NCAA champion female sw swimmer, and we have to protect girls, women, from Biden's destruction, destruction of Title IX. Um, explain what this means, because 50 years ago, pioneering women and men fought for Title IX's passage. Now, I have a daughter that happens to be an athlete as well, so I know exactly, I know everything about Title IX that anyone would ever want to know. Um, right. The idea that, that in her sport that she would compete against somebody that was born a biological male, there would be no chance if the person had the skill set that she had as a, a, as a biological-born female. Right. No, you're exactly right. And I, I think the left pushes that this um, amendment to Title IX is progressive. But what they're not realizing is we're setting ourselves back 50 plus years to before Title IX, um, which, of course, was created to pr protect the female category and give women that equal opportunity um, as men. And so this is not progressive. By no means is it this. We're doing a 180 um, and taking ourselves back half a, half a century. So you actually wrote, and you got a little bit graphic, but I think people need to know the truth. And we have adults listening to this program. You pointed out that under Title IX, women, you believe, and I agree with you, are entitled to their own locker room so uh, that we can be vulnerable, change in private. Yet at the NCAA championships, uh, you saw a six-foot-four biological male exposing male parts in our women's locker room. And to be perfectly clear, the anatomy I and many other women were forced to view confirm that leah thomas is a male and you asked the officials where you could change that you had no intention of undressing in front of a biological male and they informed you that there were no protections in place for you to change in a space that leah thomas didn't have access to i'm, I'm having a hard time understanding that <laughs> you and me both <laughs> if, i really um, am right and i i think that's a common misconception that people have is that they think to compete in the female category, you have to go full reassignment, you know, that full transition, but that's not what we were seeing. We were seeing a biological man who took hormone suppressors for not even a year, um, still fully intact with male genitalia competing against the women. It was essentially a biological man that grew out the hair. Um, and how disrespectful and disregarding of females to be put in a position where you're exposing yourself and you're getting exposed to um, in, a in a space where you feel like you should have 
privacy. You should you feel like you should be protected, but that's not what we saw. So and we were not. Let me just give you the. I, I, I want to know your your what got you to this championship level that you're at because you're performing at such a high level. I know in the case of my daughter, since she was seven years old, she began a journey into athletics. She's now a junior in college uh, in Division One sports. And But throughout these years, especially when she got to the high school years, she was training in her sport for at least two, two and a half hours a day. Then there was one hour of cross training, and that meant running and stretching and injury prevention and, and stamina building. And these were not workouts for the faint of heart these were hardcore serious workouts and then she'd have to come home and study she'd give up a lunch period so she can turn it into training and in the car she'd be eating her lunch you know on the way to begin her daily regimen of practicing practice wasn't one day a week it was seven days a week so there's so much that goes into being a high performing athlete like you are right no you're exactly right um i've been swimming since i was four or five years old um every single day since i was in second grade and so at the collegiate level, you're practicing five and a half hours every single day. Um, two and a half hours of that is before 8 a.m. Um, so it's a huge time commitment. Um, and so many sacrifices are made. Um, you don't get to go home from summer or for summers. You don't get to go to winter vacations. You don't have breaks. You get one week off in August, and that is it all year. Um, and so you feel like you've invested so much. Um, I put so much of my life into an organization like the NCAA who did not do the same back to me when it came down, when it came time for it. Yeah. My daughter's day yesterday, 7 a.m. The weight room, then class till noon. Uh, then after class, it was team photos. Then after that, uh, she, then, then it was practice for two and a half hours after practice. It was conditioning training for another hour and a half. Uh, and then she had to go home, eat and study and go to bed. Um, that's a pretty full day. Senator Paul, this is just fundamentally unfair, and yet you have people on the left insisting that this is the way it has to be. It's, it's mind-numbing to me. Uh, you know, when I saw Riley Gaines speaking out, I said, finally, someone brave, some a great female athlete brave enough to come forward because there's so much bullying going on, and some of this is silent bullying, but there's pressure. They're telling these girls they're not going to get jobs, they're not going to get to go to graduate school, uh, the bullies come after them online and on social media. But it is without question unfair, and I think people are horrified by it. And uh, I don't know. I'm just so glad that she's speaking out. I saw this. My wife saw this, and we were like, boy, we want to endorse what she's doing. But uh, she said she wanted to endorse what we were doing as well. And so we've uh, been uh, working together the last couple of weeks, and, you know, we wish her the best of success. But we don't want this to be the new normal that men are swimming in the, in the girls' uh, swimming meet or track meet or wrestling or you name it. Uh, if, uh, if, if the rest of the world wants to give up on women's sports, they can, but I'm not willing to do that. You know, Senator Paul, one of the things that defines your entire career is your willingness to stand your ground and not give in, especially to your own party when they're going wobbly and weak. Um, I, I have one question for Riley. Have you thought about your future, what you want to do? Are you, are you aiming for the Olympics? Are you aiming for a career in politics? Because I think you'd be great at it, or television. You'd be great at either one. So I was actually all set to go to dental school. Um, but with everything going on, I decided dental school will always be there. Um, the relevancy and the importance of this issue will not be. So it's kind of thrown a wrench at what I thought I had planned 
as <laughs> as things tend to work out. Um, but like I said, this is something I'm passionate about. Um, and so I want to pursue it until a change is made. Ultimately, that's what I'm fighting for. I don't want any female athlete to have to go through um, what myself and my teammates and other female athletes who have had to endure this. It's it's incredibly. What, what does that mean in terms? Uh, have you are you fully are you graduated now? Yes, I just graduated um, in May. Uh, right. I just congratulations. Redid all my school. Thank you. I just. I just got married. Um, I just bought five acres Congratulations and I'm building again. a house from Nashville. Thank you. Congratulations um, <laughs> a third time. Keep going. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> and I've just reapplied to all my dental school stuff and just finished up interviews there to pursue that next year. Boy, that's 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 a phenomenal story. All right, quick break. More with Senator Dr. Rand Paul of Kentucky up for re-election this year. Very important, must-win seat. Uh, don't take it for granted, even though he's way up in the polls. And more with Riley uh, Gaines, competitive swimmer, University of Kentucky. Uh, she was forced to compete against a biological male, Leah Thomas. And we'll talk more about this and so much more on the other side. We'll give you an update on the weather in Florida. It is as bad as they predicted. And uh, we'll have Joe Bastardi check in with us in a little bit. All right, we continue. Senator and Dr. Rand Paul is with us from the great state of Kentucky. He's up for re-election. That seat is pivotal for Republicans and Riley Gaines. She was and just graduated a competitive swimmer from the University of Kentucky, forced to compete against a biological male. You remember Leah Thomas. You know, I wish, Senator Paul, that we had more young people um, like Riley that had the courage to speak out because I'm sure this hasn't been easy for her every step of the way. A lot of people get mis misguided in thinking, oh, this is about tolerance and I need to be nice to everybody. But this isn't about niceness or tolerance. This is about the fairness of women competing against women. And I think when that finally sinks in, just imagine if there were five Leah Thomases that were college men swimmers, average college men swimmers. They switch over and then they dominate women swimming. What if the whole entire podium were five, were five men? And what kind of world do we live in when they're putting people on the front mag front of magazines as women of the year who are not women? I mean, so this is a bizarre world. And look, I'm a live and let live kind of guy. You're an adult. You want to do that to yourself. That is up to you. I'm, people can be what they want to be. They can be called what they want to be called. But By the way, I, I think most Americans are with you. But if you're born, as I quoted Caitlyn Jenner, uh, I don't care what your testosterone levels are now. What were they at puberty? Because that makes a difference. And she was very clear she'd never compete in in a golfing event uh, as a woman because she has a decided advantage over her uh, her biologically born female counterparts. I think when people think through this and they see the fairness aspect of this, I think they're going to come down on the side of uh, of fairness, and something's got to give. But we we also have to just stop and reflect about the changes about us and decide whether these are changes for good. And it's a subject, a subject for the another day. But I'm really, really, very concerned about young people and them having irreversible surgery without their parents' permission. And this is one of the main debates That's I've been scary. carrying on up here that, you know, until you're 18, one, I think a lot of kids less than 18 can't make a fully rational decision. They're not yet ready to have some kind of permanent surgery to uh, remove parts of their body. And so I'm adamantly against kids doing this. It's going on all over the place. You know, Vanderbilt advertising that they can make a bunch of money by doing this. And I think it's, a, it's an absolute disaster. And, but people have to be unafraid and have to speak out about these things. If no one speaks out, 
that's where we're headed. You know, you're a true champion in every way, Riley Gaines. Um, we wish you all the best. Congratulations on all the great things that have been happening in your life. I'm glad you're going to continue to speak out. Uh, for all our friends in Kentucky, I know Rand Paul, you think he's going to win. Don't take it for granted. you got to vote for him. That's how he wins. So his voice continues to be uh, out there in the U.S. Senate. We need it desperately. Uh, Senator, thank you. Riley, thank you. And uh, you're welcome back on these airwaves anytime you want. Can I mention really quick that I am now co-chairing a federal PAC called Nine PAC, and so I would absolutely appreciate it if people would go on to ninepac.org, check out the website, and if they're willing to donate, that would be fantastic. Um, Obviously, the goal is to protect biological um, women's right to compete, and so I just want to thank you for having me on and thank everyone for listening. All right, Riley, thank you. All the best to you in the future. Dr. Rand Paul, always a pleasure to have you, my friend. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program, we'll get an update from our buddy Joe Bastardi at the bottom of this half hour. That's straight ahead. First, I want to remind you about protecting your good name and reputation. You don't want to get robbed blind. Protect your finances. And if your credit score gets destroyed, it's hard to repair it. That's where LifeLock.com by Norton comes in. Look, there are even companies, their entire purpose is to keep our information safe online. They, too, can fall prey to these cyber attacks. Now, there's a company called LastPass. It's a password management solution with both paid and free plans available. They had to recently announce that cyber criminals breached their systems, but the good news is no customer passwords were ever compromised. Uh, That was a sigh of relief. Uh, for the customers, but every day all of us are putting our personal information at risk on the internet. LifeLock.com by Norton sees the threats we all miss. If in fact your information is compromised, you will get an alert. If your identity is stolen, they will assign a dedicated U.S. based restoration specialist to help fix it for you. LifeLock, it's a very low annual rate. You'll save an additional 25% off your first year by calling 1 800 LifeLock, mentioning my name, Hannity or using the promo code Hannity when you go to lifeflock.com. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there the king of sports books has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire Expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
This segment is sponsored by Novo Nordisk. Did you know excess weight can lead to heart disease? In fact, people living with obesity have an increased risk of developing heart disease, which can lead to heart attack or stroke. But losing as little as 5% of your body weight can improve certain heart disease risk factors, including high cholesterol and high blood pressure. Talk to a healthcare provider about weight management. Go to truthaboutweight.com to learn more. Protect your name, reputation, finances, credit score, 1-800-LIFELOCK, lifelock.com. Save 25%, promo code Hannity. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Thanks for being with us. 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Our coverage of Hurricane Ian uh, now slamming the great state, free state of Florida. Uh, on our newsmaker line is Senator Marco Rubio. I don't think he's slept in the last 48 hours. He has been working very, very hard coordinating with the governor and, and all of the state agencies and the federal government to uh, have everybody at their avail uh, in terms of rescue missions, in terms of the aftermath of this thing. Uh, Senator, I, I shared with you earlier today some of these videos that I was getting from friends of mine in Fort Myers. By the way, and I hope you're going to be my senator soon. I can't wait to get out of New York and be in Florida. Um, and your election, by the way, is, is vital to the Republican cause and conservative cause in this country, and I urge everyone to vote for you. But, um, and you, I remember you wrote back to me, I sent you one video, and then 10 minutes later, I sent you another video, the same exact spot, and you wrote back, Wow, because the flooding had gone up at least like five or six feet. Yeah, yeah, Sean, thanks for saying that. It's a part of the state I know you know very well, Southwest Florida. I also encourage, you know, By- Byron Donald, the congressman from that area, has been posting some videos as well that people have been sending him. and just really stunning things. And, um, you know, I spoke to the governor last night and at the time the, the, you know, the, the storm was forecast to be a certain way. And, and it has kind of gotten worse since I spoke to him last on it and in terms of his expectations and everybody else's, you know, this thing hit at a category five and that, that's just the wind and the power that it's generating. But this is a massive storm. It's the size of the peninsula. I mean, it goes from coast to coast and really it's pushing inland. So like Orlando, Florida, you know, central Florida, which is not on the coast, obviously it's in central Florida. They're going to, by the time this thing works, they're already getting hit by bands pretty strong. But by the time that thing gets up there, it's going to be a Category 1 or 2 hurricane, which is not the kind of thing you see in Central Florida. As it works its way up I-4, it'll exit at some point near Daytona Beach or something like that in Northeast Florida. But basically, the whole state up I-4 is going to have a Category 1 or 4 storm. The wind, uh, the rain that it's dumping is extensive. It's moving very slowly. So it's a lot of rain being dumped on Central Florida and then just a lot of rain, wind, and storm surge hitting southwest Florida. So this thing has the potential to really be definitional in terms of what it's going to mean to these communities that are impacted. There's a lot of people in harm's way right now. We're hoping everyone's being safe, and and we're praying for our first responders because these folks that are out there and ready to go, they're going to be called. They're in the middle. I mean, they're all putting their lives on the line. I mean, even the reporters I've been watching today, it looks like they're about to blow away. I mean, winds are so high. Um, our, our meteorologist here on the radio shows, Joe Bastardi of weatherbell.com and, and he, his track has this thing going straight through that I four corridor that you're talking about straight through Orlando and then slightly turning a little bit North right over Jacksonville, Ponte Vedra, and then straight up into Georgia and South Carolina after probably going out a little bit to sea and then coming back in for round two. Um, but in the meantime, we're talking about a significant portion of the state of Florida. I would argue it looks like, at least from the track and the cone that I'm looking at and, that, and the reports we've been getting from Joe, 
you're looking at at least 60% of the landmass of your entire state. That is a lot of damage that's going to be left, a lot of wreckage there. Yeah, that's right. And let me tell you, it's not just the storm, because that's the part you can see from the maps. It's the tornadoes that are spinning off these tornado warnings. You know, I'm getting tornado warnings, and I'm in southeast Florida. Um, they're real. Last night it flipped a couple airplanes at a at a at a at an airport down here in southeast Florida. And uh, so the tornado warnings, and there's lightning associated with this, which is something you don't normally see with these storms, but near the eye, a lot of lightning. And then tropical storm winds, and these are 50, 60-mile-an-hour wind gusts that can blow things over to fall on people. So there's, look, people are, we're already seeing the power outages start to climb. And I just got off the phone with the FEMA director, and we talked a little bit about bulk debris removal. I mean, there's a lot that goes into getting in there now, removing the stuff off the street, just so the work crews can get in there. And we're grateful to all the states and the crews that have come in and are positioned and ready to go. But, but this thing is going to be going on for about 24 to 48 hours over the state of Florida before we can actually get into some of these spots and start doing things. So, um, look, that, it's that's so storm, Yeah, I mean, I've been I, through a lot of them here in Florida, but this one is unique in both power and scale. Um, I know the every state agency has been mobilized. I know that you've been working on the federal level to get all the help that you can get from the federal government. I know neighboring states are, are on standby to help as well. Uh, that would mean helping rescue people, helping get power back up and running. But this is going to be long and, and a drawn-out process. I don't recall one being exactly this bad that I can remember. Um when this is all said and done, I mean, are you getting any reports? Maybe people were reluctant, resistance, didn't want to heed the warning. They're going to, you know, batten down the hatches and ride it out. Are we getting any reports that people are in danger right now? Well, we haven't. I mean, there, there's, we have, this is only just starting to happen. And I think, unfortunately, if some people are in danger at this point, their ability to reach out may be quite limited. Uh, we know that yeah. there have been some emergency calls now made. Um, but this is, we're just at the beginning of this thing. I mean, we're going to be hearing it throughout the night. And you talked about, is there anything like this? The problem with the storm is it's so many different communities. I mean, it's ranging from southwest Florida all the way to northeast Florida, all of which are going to get pretty substantial damage, be it from rain and low-lying areas. But and central Florida is going to get hammered, too. Right, all the way up by 4 I, I would say that it looks like the majority of the people who were asked to leave the low-lying areas did so. Unfortunately, there are some people that did not. We worry about them and how long it'll take to get to them, because it'll be a while before crews can actually operate safely out there. And um, But I think we are going to hear, unfortunately. Look, here's the saddest thing to say, and, and, and I say this you know, without any sort of glee at all whatsoever, very sad. There are people who were alive this morning who are going to lose their lives in the storm for a lot of different reasons. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. They're going to get caught in an event. We know that this is going to be a deadly storm now, and also in the aftermath. There's tremendous danger in the aftermath. A lot of people get hurt afterwards. Something falls on them. They're out there doing work to remove things on their own, and they get hurt doing it that way. So, and, uh, and we certainly don't want to see that happen. We want to minimize that as much as possible. But right now, we're just focused on this uh, storm surge event, and to the extent there are people that can still move, and are in unsafe structures like a mobile home or what have you, convincing them to do so because we just don't want anyone to lose their lives over this. There's no need for it. I, I hope people heed your warning. I know there was a massive mobilization in the last couple of days. To over 2.5 million Floridians were evacuated. That is a lot. Uh, I know that you have a lot of shelters throughout the state. Is there any place people can go to online where they can find out where they can get help and services or shelter where they might be? Well, I've converted my website, which is obviously my campaign website, but we're not going to be doing that right now on the website. I've converted it, marcorubio.com. We're going to be posting that information on there. 
as well as my, as my uh, rubio.senate.gov uh, website. It will also be uh, posting information on there regularly. I'll be posting it on social media. If you don't follow me, I'm at Marco Rubio. And again, this is just an effort to communicate with people broadly. A lot of people are going to be cut off from communication here shortly if they don't have electricity, but if their mobile phones are still working, they can access this. And there will be a lot of work done. There will be people that will not have a home to go back to. Uh, they will not have uh, ability to get cash. They're going to need assistance, and, and, and that's what FEMA and SBA for small businesses is there to do. And my office has always and will continue to sort of be on the ground right away as soon as it's safe to do so, helping people to process those claims and, and trying to get them assistance in those first few weeks after a storm like this because there will be lives that will be disrupted and changed as a result of it. But right now the key is saving lives. Get out of the way if you still can. If you're not, you're going to have to shelter and make the best of it at this point. Uh, because the storm is here and it and it is wrecking real havoc, and we've only seen the beginning. Oh, Senator, thanks for all your work. I, I think you're going to be probably up for the next three weeks without any sleep. Uh, our prayers are with the people of Florida, the free state of Florida, and and uh, thank you for keeping everybody uh, in in the loop in terms of everything. We, we will link to your website and and state websites, whatever is out there, uh, so people can get any help and assistance. We'll put it on Hannity.com if they forget. Uh, MarcoRubio.com is pretty easy to remember those as well. Senator, yeah, I, I uh, thanks for taking thank time. We want to, well, I hope, what's that, sir? No, no, I, I thank you for that, Sean. I really do because it's reaching people. You know, at this point, it's tough. There's a lot, of, a lot of information out there. We're trying to simplify it so people will know where they go. They can go after the storm for assistance. Yeah, it, it's, this, these are pretty frightening times. This is, a re, this is the real deal. Uh, anyway, uh, Senator, thank you. I think we'll update you. I think you're going to call on to Hannity tonight. We'll have full coverage, uh, obviously, of this storm now, uh, hammering the state of Florida. I mean, a significant portion of it. The damage is real. I'm seeing it. I'm getting videos from people uh, that are in the middle of it right now, the beginnings of it, and it's just going to get worse in the days and hours to come. Senator, thank you for uh, being with us. We appreciate it. We pray for the uh, all the people, our friends in Florida. John, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Joe Bastardi back with us, meteorologist, weatherbell.com. Uh, we're kind of closing out the hour. I just, I really want to focus again on where this is headed now. Uh, you know, we hit landfall here and we got everywhere from, you know, Southwest Florida and, and Naples and Fort Myers and Sarasota and Tampa getting hammered. And you got, you got a pretty wide, a pretty, you know, a, a lot of landmass that's being affected by this. Now it's going to all work its way towards the center of the state, right through and over Orlando, up into the northeast corridor of Jacksonville. That's a lot of ground that's going to cover. Yeah, and they, again, the uh, problem to outline this, while it will be weakening going inland, relative to what these people have experienced, it's going to probably be the strongest on record around the Orlando area as far as wind gusts go and the slow movement of the storm. And what's happened to the storm is, uh, and, uh, again, we talked about it on the show last night as to why we had to wash the sun, sun intensification. They love to do that coming to the coast perpendicular. You see it. Uh, quite often was an eye wall replacement. The eye was falling apart for a while. It's like a fighter taking a rest and then coming back stronger right after it. And, of course, the coast, what, what happens, folks, is I like to explain this to people so they understand. They don't think it's a mystery. The way the coast is shaped, the storm tightens up as it comes to the coast. It doesn't really want to go inland, right? So the eye wall starts tightening on the uh, the side 
of the storm that the storm's moving toward, and that increases what we call convergence, upward motion, all the other stuff goes off. And so the storm will go inland. It will weaken, and it'll weaken pretty quickly. I, You know, we're looking at a 145, 150-mile-an-hour storm at landfall, probably backed off from the 155 a little bit. We'll see when the data's all in. Obviously, it's devastating. You can't measure the difference in that. But when it gets to Orlando, it may just be a minimal hurricane. But keep in mind, a minimal hurricane taking 12 to 18 hours to go through in Orlando, Florida, has not happened. And, you know, I mean, we got uh, a big area there. And then as we get to the coast, so we get to the coast, right? And by that time, the bands of heaviest rains around the northern side of the storm just lashing northeast Florida, north-central Florida, and into that St. John. We've reviewed this St. John's River Basin, one to two feet of rain there, one to two feet on the old coast, St. Augustine up toward Jacksonville Beach. The, uh, the strong northeast winds is already blowing. The winds are gusting at 40 miles an hour on the, on the northeast coast of Florida is pushing water back in already, and then the storm starts re-intensifying a little bit tomorrow night and comes northward after that just offshore before it reaches the Carolinas. But you folks up there in the, in the, in the path of this, once the warnings go up, I think, they, I think that the warnings are going to start going up, please. You're seeing what's going on. Take heed. If you live in the flood-prone areas, you've got to get out of this because the recovery, no matter how much of an army we mobilize, is going to be really slow with this, I think. And that's, uh, that's we want people warned about that. I know every time people go, oh, yeah, well, I went through a hurricane, blah, blah, blah. No, this is a little bit different. Uh, all right, we appreciate all the time you've given us today. Weatherbell.com's Joe Bastardi. We'll have you on Hannity tonight. We'll have full coverage, of, and uh, we'll be on the ground where it's happening all over Florida, and uh, we're going to watch this storm. This is now going to be going on for days, and this is a big deal. This is now going to be causing a lot of damage, disruption, people's lives. Uh, I, I The images I'm seeing from friends of mine in Naples, in Sarasota, in Fort Myers, and now in Tampa, I mean, it's it's the real deal. This is not your everyday storm. And the highest risk areas are ranging from Collier County uh, up to Sarasota County. The current track uh, has the storm making landfall in Charlotte County. If you are in any of those counties, uh, it's no longer possible to safely evacuate. Uh, it's time to hunker down and prepare for this storm. Uh, this is a powerful storm that should be treated like you would treat if a tornado was approaching uh, your home. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Full, complete coverage. Uh, Hurricane Ian now slamming the west coast of Florida as it makes its way literally right through the state by the I-4 corridor over Orlando up to uh, Jacksonville and Georgia and then South Carolina. This this is a Cat 4 hurricane. This is real damage, a large landmass being impacted by all of this. We've got reporters on the ground everywhere, and we'll have all the latest on the weather, all the latest on recovery efforts, all the latest on relief efforts. Uh, we'll also be checking in with Rick Scott and... Marco Rubio and Byron Daniel, uh, Donalds is going to join us and so much more. And the other news of the day, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News, the best election. And unfortunately, storm coverage on your uh, television dial. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. 
Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac Wayne heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! On Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Basketball's favorite month is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for the watch party delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a deep bench delivered, but you can get a deep dish pizza delivered, along with wings to share. A layup? No can do. But a lager? Yes can do. Buzzer beater? No. But Brussels sprouts? Uber Eats can get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Check out all the best game day deals in our app and order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details.